some of the children will think that share this with you this morning. What I want to share with you this morning is something that will So what I'd like to do is share with you a message on open their eyes. Open their eyes. It's taken out of Acts 26. And what's happening here is Paul speaking to the Roman governor Festus, but also to Jewish to the Jewish king called uh, Herod, and as he's talking, he shares something here that he doesn't share anywhere else. He starts by sharing his reasons. You know, he talks about the reasons for it. The Damascus Road. Every time he shares his testimony on the Damascus Road, he shares about. This took place, that took place, that light shone, stopped off the tours, and he said he found that Jesus had an Everest around him in the middle of Mount And what stuff that goes on with it, and how he heard the voice, why do you pick against the goats? And, and all this stuff, you know, if from, from chapter 9 of Acts all the way on through, every time you will find over and over again, he's sharing that same testimony. This time he adds something to us. It could have happened on the road to Damascus, or he may be just compressing some things as he's sharing them here with his audience. So then go to verse 17. It says, I, this is God talking to Paul, I will deliver you from the Jewish people as well as from the Gentiles to whom now I send you. No choice. No, but I'm going to send you. And, and, and to open their eyes, to open their eyes, in order to turn them from darkness to light, and from the power of Satan to God, that they may receive forgiveness of sins and an inheritance among those who are sanctified by faith in me. Short version, that is his commission. That is Paul's commission. This, friend, is what the gospel does. And it's also what we're supposed to do. These are some, there are some things here that, I'll be very honest with you, need to be said. And every believer in this place in my book needs to understand that. Open their eyes. Open their eyes. Think, think about that slowly. Just, just think about it. That means up until that moment, their eyes are shut. Paul is commanded to go and open eyes that were already shut. What we see is an expression the Scripture uses 
concerning opening eyes or open eyes. Open eyes means that a person can see. And if, if, if their eyes are shut, it means that they're blind. A person can see if they're, you know, as far as, as they can see, if their eyes are shut, then so he's saying the people who are holding And their eyes are shut. And if your eyes are shut and you're blind, especially in the biblical sense of the word, I'm going to say it right now, you are in a profound darkness. Say that with me. Profound darkness. When we think of eyes, we think of a person who is physically blind. But those who are physically they are very aware of what they have or what they see. In fact, I believe a person who's physically blind can see more than I do. And you, but when the Bible speaks of blindness, the only way I know how to quote is by using the phrase profound blindness. Profound it is a blindness that has no concept of reality. No concept of reality beyond the darkness of night and blindness. Enough to say they are human It is a blindness that has to totally, it, it has to totally lost the seeing of God who really is. That's what happens. The blindness creates this total loss of being able to see God for who He really is. And in that darkness, there is a twisted, distorted image of God that has been birthed in the imagination of darkness. Like I said, you wouldn't believe that picture. In that darkness, there is a twisted, distorted image of God. That darkness. So when I say God to a person in darkness, I have no idea what they think by you know, that expression. When we say God here and you see, then, then it's a totally different thing. We have seen and We've seen who God really is, amen? But that is not necessarily the person in darkness who is really part of God. They are in a profound darkness. They cannot connect with reality. Blindness darkens us. The darkness, the blindness, darkens us to our own identity. It's not 
only I don't know who God is, but I don't know who I am. Therefore, darkness, I have no idea. I have no purpose to the meaning of life. I can think of darkness. And then, of course, that means I can't see you as you really are. I see you through the lens of my darkness. I'll actually make things up about you that I think is Take a look at some things. Well, this is one of those verses that I just Second Corinthians chapter four. It says in verse three, but even if our gospel is there, there. Let me say the word there. That word there means like skin is on my body. Okay, I understand that. But what I'm saying is. You cannot see the organs of my body because it is there. It's got a skin So he says, our, our gospel is veiled. That is, there is something between your eyes and the gospel that causes that I can't see the gospel any more than you can see my lungs because they're veiled. Paul is saying, you cannot see the gospel because it's veiled. Veiled to those who are what? Perishing. And the word perishing there is exactly the same word that is used elsewhere as lost. You see, for example, when it says the lost sheep, that's the same exact word, only they translate it this time as perishing. Perishing, I, I think that's a real finality to it. Whereas lost means you are perishing, you are in danger. With a hope, we're looking for. We're certain. So it is veiled those that are perishing that are lost. So take a look at this text for a minute. Well, let me just finish it is veiled to those who are perishing, whose minds the God of this world has blinded. Mm. Who do not believe, lest the light of the gospel of the glory of Christ, who is the image of God, should shine on them. And whom the God of this world. Okay. <laughs> Let me break some definitions. We're not referring to a demon or a, or a Satan. It means the God of the world, which is the culture of this world, the way this world understands and thinks. There is a darkness power behind it that actually blinds your mind. Let me say that again. There's a darkness power behind it that actually 
lines the line. Look, when we go out into the world, we are meeting with people who are completely blind to truth because of I mean, I just want things I can name, but just looking at the list, you know, it's what our kids are taught in school. How many of our kids are being taught the name the, the God of this, this world? When we open the newspaper, right? We listen to the news. I don't care whether it's CNN or Fox News. It doesn't matter. All you hear is the veil that is holding back from the truth. And I'm making sense of it. Well, hang on, because I'm going somewhere. I'm going because I'm going somewhere to die. That's what I'm going to do. I'll just say it this way. The God of this world has blinded the minds. So the reality of that is, veil equals blinded minds. Veil equals blinded minds. Honestly, Sin in the scripture is that of the mind on Blinded minds. It's blinded minds. It's open, really, because the mind is where you think, it's where you weigh truth. Hello? It's where you make or choose behaviors. It, it says the mind. Has been blinded. You don't have a clue to what's going on, and, and, and so they, so that they might not see. God of this world has blinded, so that they might not see the light of the gospel of the glory of God. They don't see it. Look, look, look at verse six. It says, for it is the God who commanded light to shine out of darkness, who has shown in our hearts to give the light of the knowledge of the glory of God in the face of Jesus Christ. Huge! I mean, that's no other way to put it. He said, this world is in a state of darkness. The mind is blinded. They can't see the gospel. But the God who said, let or a light be let light. Let light <laughs> has sent light where they do not And what does that mean? It is the glory of God in the face of darkness. Blindness is That's a problem. It doesn't matter. It doesn't matter what the problem here is blindness, and they don't Hello? No use shouting them. No sense demeaning them. I mean, no, they're blind. They can't see. 
they can't see at a very deep level. Because it's not eyes. It's the blindness of the mind. So, I can't appeal to their logic. I can't, I can't appeal to what is obvious to us. Their mind. That they're blind. If you remember this, for example, these words in Scripture, Father, forgive them, because of sin. He doesn't condemn them for seeking to torture and murder God. He doesn't. And it says the reason behind the forgiveness that they can receive is that they're doing it in ignorance. They don't have a clue to what's going on. Paul testified of his own condition here in Timothy. Take a look at it. I put it in the Amplified. It's not a little bit. It says, it says, though I formerly blasphemed and persecuted and was shamefully and outrageously and aggressively insulting the Lord, nevertheless, I have been mercy because I have acted out of ignorance in unbelief. He said, I didn't have a clue of what I was doing. He goes on to say, in fact, I, I really, I really thought I was serving God. But he says, I was blind. I was blind. I love Romans. It says, today, being ignorant of God's righteousness and seeking to establish their own righteousness, have not submitted to the righteousness of God. Can I sum that up? They're just passionate about nothing. Oh, I read verse 2, where verse 3. They had, verse 2 talks about them having that zeal, if you will. They're totally ignorance of what God has done in Christ. They don't know. They're in the dark. So, in the dark, they're trying to figure a way that God just might accept. Let's get into some meat stuff. Ephesians. This I say, therefore, and testify in the Lord that you should no longer walk as the rest of the Gentiles in the futility of their mind, having their understanding darkened, being alienated from the life of God because of the ignorance that is in them, because of the blindness of their hearts. Are we seeing anything here this morning? Like you're here, now you're there, you're back here, you don't know how to get here from there, you don't know how to get here from there, 
humility of the mind. And that all leads to the hardness of hearing. That all leads to the hardness of the heart, which leads to becoming callous. So what I'm trying to do is show you a progression of something here and where things are at. And you can say, why? They can't see. It's blinding and blinded since it's But my dear thing, all that, that that we find in 17 and 18 there leads to the hardness of the heart, which leads to becoming callous. And, and, and look, look at this now because we're going to verse 19. Who be being past feeling, have given themselves over to lewdness, toward all uncleanness, with greediness. You want to know what that is? Behavior. That, that's behavior. You can talk to that behavior all you want. And they're going to understand what is wrong with you. Because of Change the reality, I can't see. I mean, that's the whole point. It doesn't, it doesn't change your, I just, I can't, you, let me explain. You, you are the reality in this room, right? If I have this profane darkness, I say you're not there. And I've made up an entirely different scenario of what is there. My blindness doesn't stop you from being there. I mean, like I said, it's sad because you are there, but my blindness stops me from you. The blindness does not change reality. The blindness disconnects you from reality. Anybody get that one? It's there, but you don't see it. You you don't even know it. Let me tell you what that's called. Unrighteousness. It isn't these people that are very well everyone thinks. I mean, they probably are. That's not the point. The fact that they are disconnected from reality, they don't see God. They don't understand who he is, which means they're living in unrighteousness. There's no face-to-face with God. I call it, you know, I call it a spiritual dementia. If you know anybody with dementia, you know that you can be a part of You could could be, you could be the son of God and they don't know who you are. No matter who you're, you're, you're just a 
since the resurrection, you've just woken up to it. Your, see, what I'm saying is your darkness didn't stop reality, nor does your faith make it up. It's here. It's, it's here. It doesn't, it's not here because you do something. It's here because your faith makes your eyes open to see what it is. You know, baby opens up his eyes and it begins to see stuff and go, wow, and get all excited. And, and you know, you give it a rattle and go, oh, it's been here forever. But they're just waking up to it now. What I'm trying to say is it's not about you. It's that your blindness never affected reality as it should be. Open eyes means that suddenly you see. A blindness means that you never see this. Open eyes means Here's the thing, that darkness is so intense that we don't even think it's darkness. To the point that we think that darkness is the light. And what's, what's funny is that most of us don't think that light is darkness. Don't hurt yourself. I look at a joke today, and I'm not saying that. I'm not saying that I'm out brushing or trying or even questioning my parents or myself. I'm not singling out South Africa or India or any country or any person or anything. But when I look at this world today, everybody's trying to fix everything and trying to make sure everybody accepts everything and that there is something wrong. If you like walking around, you become a threat. Because they see darkness as light. And what's funny is that many of them think that the light is the dark. You in darkness. I'm not talking about that. But that's the way the world sees you. You are an idiot. A homophobic, paranoid, religious crazy. Yeah, you can agree with me on that. You can agree with me on that. 
stood up and got up and said, Wrapped up and lost. The thing that darkness is Somebody who won't stop talking. Amen? I know some of you are ready to defend you, but first thing next to you, and go, well, I don't know. But I'll say it again. There is nothing more mind bending than someone who just won't shut up. And then they're talking, they're accusing, they're accusing, they're accusing. They're accusing. They're accusing. You're wrong. Sounds like you're crazy. So I'm, I'm making the judgments about this. No, it's the accuser who brings on guilt, who brings on shame. And in that, have you ever noticed, there is no sense of forgiveness. It's referred to in Scripture as a sleep of death. You'll see, even Jesus uses terminology. Do you remember what he said about Lazarus before they went there? And I believe he just sleeps. But the sleep of death is what it is. So here's the question What must I do? It's not a good thing. The darkness is not some chemistry in your system that makes me feel this way. The darkness is the great lie that you are the center of the universe. And what happens is that when we realize that the darkness is the great lie that you are the center, then what we do is we look at all of life through that lie. It frees me thinking for you. And from that thinking, then it frees me to choose what we choose. And as a result of our choices, it thus
bad. You can't. And, and I'll tell you why you can't, because of what the Scripture says. The Scripture says that you love darkness rather than light. Oh, we're just going to shut you down today, aren't you? This is more than the sin of pride. You know, I've had a gentleman that went to the church that had a pretty sin. His issue was pride and so everywhere he could have his children. He cut down every stranger he could because he was trying to come out of that. He was not in that corner. He began to preach and everybody was back to the house. And then he would say that sinner's prayer. He wouldn't let them go until he finally said the sinner's prayer. And then he walked away from them and said, I'm going to be And they go out and continue to pursue him. Only the gospel, the glory of God in the face of Jesus Christ, that opens eyes. And when that opens our eyes, then he shines into our hearts. True. Because that's who he is. Until their eyes are open. Hello? You can get them to say something, then if you try to fiddle, then some kind of behavior modification could happen. The fact that he said what he said, okay? That only the gospel, glory of God in the face of Jesus Christ. Nothing can take place again until that. Their eyes are until their eyes are open. The fact that he said that is hope. Hope. Capital H, capital O, capital P, capital E. It means I, who was entangled in darkness, I can't find my way out, but he's telling me there is a way out, opening 
in a hopeless world. Hello. There's hope in this hopeless world. Say it again. There's hope in this hopeless world. My blindness can be healed. Oh, give him praise for that. That is where blindness can be When we announce the good news, that's where blindness can be I've watched people not announce good news, but beginning to preach, doing good. When you announce the gospel, see, I'm only going to tell you this much. Because I'm not going to be distracted from the circumstances. I'm going to be
surrender to that to you? Come and be a part of our lives. Get closer to the Father. If you're physically here, I know how this feels I think I have it. I want you to be a part of that right now. So what I'm going to ask while you do that, that if you would, I'm going to ask you to come forward wherever you are. Thank you.